Whether it's grandkids, part-time work, or world travel, retirement offers plenty of choices. You've saved for it, you've earned it, and now it's time to enjoy it. But before that time comes, make sure you take a look at the federal income taxes you're likely to face on several sources of retirement income. And now, the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee. Welcome back to the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee. I'm consumer advocate Chrissy Paradis, and I am joined as always by Jay and Brittany Hagee of Allon Planning Partners. Jay and Brittany make up the financial planning team over at Allon Planning Partners. You can go to allonplanning.com or you can give them a call 800 971 4549. Jay, Brittany, how are you doing today? Hey, Chrissy, we're doing great. How we're are doing you? Well. Great. I always enjoy spending some time with you guys. And it's interesting, especially this time of year, people are thinking about vacations and with that comes mm-hmm. golf and and travel. Yeah. How mm-hmm. how can you save and enjoy the money that you're saving for retirement if you are also saving for retirement. Right. So whether you're saving for retirement or already in retirement, you know, these are the areas that we look at when we're planning uh, to make sure that you have um, a good grip on uh, these kind of extra spending activities, right? And so we have a great time uh, during summer and try to get away at least one week or so uh, every summer with our kiddos. And so we we enjoy that a lot. Um, and we want to make sure that uh, those that we're helping get into retirement and those that are helping that are already in retirement, make sure that they're planning to continue the li- that lifestyle as well. So it's part of the planning process. But um, one thing we're going to talk about uh, today is is the taxes that that when we pull from these funds, a lot of times that once you're in retirement, you don't think about uh, the tax brackets on, on the different buckets that you have. So you need to make sure that, that you're thinking through that so that you can enjoy it and go on trips and, and enjoy the grandkids or and enjoy the golf trips or, or whatever it may be that you do uh, without the worry of, am I going to run out of money? And then am I going to have enough to pay my well, taxes? And retirement is kind of like uh, the same mentality of vacation. You don't want to get to vacation and be like, oh, well, we can't go out to eat because we didn't plan for that. Right. Or, oh, we can't get the kids ice cream or, oh, we can't do, you know, this particular event with the grandkids. We just don't have right. like you plan for it and prepare for it. You want to be able to fully enjoy it and mm-hmm. be present in that moment. Same with retirement. You don't want to be thinking, oh, man, these taxes, I wasn't prepared for this or I, I didn't plan for this. And I have this tax bill for a couple thousand dollars I wasn't expecting. What am I going to do? Where are those funds going to come from? Mm-hmm. And then have to totally revamp your plans or spending uh, or, you know, maybe travel, whatever it is because of it. I imagine you hear a lot of questions in helping folks plan their budgets and plan for retirement. But do you hear what are the tax implications? Or- well, a lot of times we don't think about that, right? A lot of times I don't. you're I'm thinking, sh- yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
you're thinking more about, can I just afford it? Um, but, but that tax planning is absolutely a piece of it. And so what we want to do today is take a few minutes, uh, Chrissy, and break down some of those specific areas of retirement income vehicles uh, that most people save in and how they are taxed so that you can begin to plan well for that. So it's, it's good that you start asking those questions if you're not already. Perfect. So, so what's the yeah, f- so, first step? Yeah, so one of those first accounts, most people save in either – um, a 401k, a 403b, a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, one of these uh, mechanisms, right? And so knowing how that they're taxed and knowing how that they work differently whenever you go to take that money out is very important. So most savers today, you know, even us that are still saving towards retirement, we love these buckets that are tax deferred. Why? Is because we can save a lot of money for retirement that we don't have to pay Uncle Sam this year, Right. But we tend to forget that taxes are going to have to be owed on those accounts when we take yeah, them down the line. Yeah, they're paid someday, maybe not now. But. Absolutely. We don't want to pay big tax bills today, but we forget that, oh, when I use this money later, there's going to be some taxes there. So, so today you get to save pre-tax, but you take withdrawals and they're taxed at that point. Um, and at some point, whether you take them or not, if, even if you have enough uh, uh, retirement income without some of those funds, there are required minimum distributions that kick in that the government says, hey, you can only defer this for so long. Right now, that's currently 72. So at 72, uh, if you're holding a traditional IRA, a 401k, a 403b, a 457, some of these qualified deferred uh, vehicles, at 72, you must take a required minimum distribution. It starts around 4%. So whether you need the funds or not, there's going to come a time where you must That's begin right. taking distributions. And if you don't have a tax plan in place for that, you can end up with what we call a ticking tax time bomb mm-hmm. that causes some real drastic jumps in your your tax bill for those years. So it's just, right. just better to plan. So traditional IRAs and 401ks, Ross, just like Jay was talking about, are some of the most common income streams for, for, for um, retirement. Another big one is Social Security. And a lot of people are unaware that Social Security dollars or income are actually taxable. Did you know that, Chrissy? I literally, I had no idea until just now. So, so yeah, they. Well, so, once upon a time, they weren't taxable, right? They, 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 uh, I think it was 1983 that uh, that fairy tale ended, and people have to start paying for uh, Social Security now. They pay taxes on their Social Security. So, um, and it's different for each individual. So, you can either be taxed 0%, right. 50%, or 85% of mm-hmm. your Social Security income is taxable. So, depending on a number of different factors it it is taxable income so it it, there is a handy tool that can help determine whether your benefits are taxable or not if you want to go to irs.gov again irs.gov and you can search in the little help bar for tax information on retirement accounts Mm -hmm. and you can find out if your social security income is or will be taxable. Right. So just tell, saying, oh, well, don't worry. Sam knows I'm his niece. That's not going to fly, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but Not appropriate. But <laughs> not going to last. Yeah. And in diffusing the bomb that you mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. you guys, this is what Jay and Brittany Hagee do every day. Mm-hmm. And the folks at Allon Planning Partners, they really are solution-oriented and solution-based and like to break things down and help educate others just as they just taught me that I need to make sure that uh, 
my taxes are in in order, period. But going Mm -hmm. forward, then I know what the ramifications are, I guess, if I maybe don't. So they can help you if you have any questions as well. So give them a call, 800-971-4549, or you can go online to allonexchange.com. My grandfather was an incredible man. He passed away a couple years ago, but one of the many things he taught me and really taught Jay and I both is that there is always a solution, (laughs) always a solution for every problem, for every situation. You just have to look at things differently. You have to have a different perspective or maybe think creatively or outside Mm -hmm. of the box as to how can I solve this problem or what could be a solution for this? And that's where we come in. That's what we like to do. We like to look at your scenario and situation and find creative ways to solve the problem you're in right now. Mm -hmm. I love that. That, That's great. That's a great way to look at it. We do our best to help others plan and look at things uh, from a different angle Mm -hmm. so that they can make the best out of what they have. Absolutely. And they can gain the most out of what they've gotten. So, you know, that first bucket we were talking about, the traditional IRAs, the 401ks, those, once you start taking those out, they're taxed at your ordinary income rate. And that ticking tax time bomb that Brittany was talking about it's only going to grow larger, right? Mm-hmm. We, we're only going into more debt as a country. We're only going uh, to need more tax dollars in the future. So the longer you put that off and, and don't have a plan for how you're going to effe- uh, efficiently and effectively take from those buckets, you're going to end up uh, in trouble <laughs> at some point if you're not planning well. You will have to pay more in taxes than what you may be wanting to or or thought that you should uh, for your overall financial plan. So you need to think through that as we're planning together. Another bucket, and some people have, uh, are pensions, and pensions are taxable because most pensions are funded with pre-taxed income, uh, the same as 401k. So whenever you get that monthly pension, you're going to have to add that to your uh, income at the end of the year. I know a lot of us don't have pensions anymore, um, because uh, it's, we're in a different era with the defined contribution plans. But those that do need to know that, hey, I'm going to have to pay taxes on these dollars from pensions that I'm getting in. Right. And another one is stocks and bonds, mutual funds. If you sell stocks, bonds, or mutual funds that you've held for more than one year, then the proceeds are taxed at what's called long-term capital gains rate. Mm -hmm. And that could be either 0%, 15%, or 20%, which depends on a number of factors. Uh, But compare these figures to the top 37% tax rate on ordinary income. I mean, that's a big jump there. So Mm -hmm. that's something else to consider as you're taking distributions from these accounts in retirement. What is the tax bill going to look like? Same with like CDs, savings accounts, money market accounts, Um, ordinary income tax rates apply to these uh, as well. So you're going to be earning interest from these different types of accounts. And when you take those distributions, just chalk that up to the the additional income that you've received for the year and that that will you'll have to pay that ordinary income and tax not rate. just not just distributions but to piggyback on that a little bit the dividends because CDs savings accounts right money market accounts um, dividend paying stocks bond portfolios yeah. they all pay dividends and those dividends even if they're reinvested in non-qualified accounts like your brokerage accounts you still have to pay taxes on those dividends, even if you're still investing those in non-qualified accounts. So that's something, Chrissy, that we want to make sure most people know is because if you're investing in stocks or bonds that pay dividends or CDs or or, or savings accounts that have dividends, you'll get a 1099 at the end of the year that says, here's how much dividend income you have, even if it's still invested uh, back in the uh, original investment. So you want to take a time to understand how each bucket is taxed and how it's going to affect 
how much income you have in retirement. And so many of these these uh, different distributions are taxed differently based on, as we said, a number of different factors. Things like your overall income, at your age, and all of these types of things impact that tax bracket that you would uh, you would pay on these distributions. So this is where we offer that complimentary consultation. We want to give you an mm-hmm. opportunity to sit down, come here in our office, and sit down with us face to face and have a conversation about your specific situation. Talk through the income strategies you have in place. Talk through uh, what tax brackets you might fall into with regard to the distributions from these accounts, and just really ensure. That that you have a plan in place so that when you get to this point of retirement, you have considered all of the, the tax implications that come along with it. So it's a good th- good thing to do. Have that plan in place. So mm-hmm. again, as we talk about, it gives you that peace of mind. So there's no unwanted surprises when it comes to, uh, mm-hmm. he, he, nobody likes to go to the mailbox and receive a massive bill, especially one that's unex- unexpected. Yeah, especially one that's unexpected. And uh, we can prevent that. So let's let's work towards that together. 800-971-4549. 800-971-4549. Jay, what's coming up next? Well, Chrissy, the U.S. Senate is expected to soon vote on what's being called the Secure Act 2.0. What's actually in the bill? Details on that when we come back. the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee. I'm Chrissy Paradis, your consumer advocate, joined as always by Brittany and Jay of Allon Planning Partners. Guys, I have to ask, what is this Secure Act 2.0 broken down? That's it. That's what we're going to talk about here in this segment. So back in 2019, the Secure Act was passed, and this is this new... Um, this new potential law is being called Secure Act 2.0. It's actually setting every community up for retirement enhancement is what that SECURE stands for. Um, and the House has passed that with overwhelming vote is 414 to 5. So it's a bipartisan bill. Um, and the House has passed it and it's set to go to the Senate later this year sometime. So maybe by the end of the year, early 2023, some mm-hmm. of these things can begin to take effect. And what we want to do today is break down some of what this would mean for you and for me. How does this bill actually impact mm-hmm. us as uh, individuals saving and planning for retirement? No matter what age, you could be 20, 30, 40, 50, right. 70, 80, you know, this this impacts all of us. And so we're going to talk through kind of how, how it does. So one of the things that this act would do is it would uh, change the timeline for taking RMDs. So it would increase the age, which is now 72. Um, Secure 2.0 would raise the age to 75. Now it would do that incrementally over mm-hmm. a decade. So it's not like 2023, it would sure. begin, you know, as it, the age of 75 would be the new RMD age. That's it's just kinda, too easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's something that, that would, would really change. Around the conversation of RMDs still, RMD penalties will decrease. This is a this is a great thing. The penalty for not taking your required distribution currently is at 50%, which is the largest in it's the large. tax code. I mean, it's a chunk of money. It's a it's a huge penalty. So what this bill is looking at doing is reducing that to half. So instead mm-hmm. of a 50% tax, it would be reduced to 25%. And even more good news, if the mistake is corrected, 
quickly, the penalty could further be reduced to 10%. So those are all, those are good things. Yeah. For individuals who miss that or overlook it. But Um, is that something you guys see with your clients often? Fortunately, we don't because we help our clients with that. And so we know who's required to take RMDs and when, Mm -hmm. and we remind them of that and actually help them walk that out. We actually did have a case a couple years ago, I don't know, maybe three years ago with a client who came to us and said, Hey, I received this, this tax bill. It's on uh, for this RMD that they said I didn't take. And we knew that he, this individual had taken all of his RMDs because we, we helped him with all of his accounts. And so we sat down and took a look at it with him. Come to find out he had an old 401k that he didn't even realize he had, Mm -hmm. but Oh, the government knew that he had that. And they They will find the money. They had come to remind him, Hey, you didn't take, Take your RMD and you didn't, you didn't pay us. You didn't pay us for what you took out as a distribution. So anyway, we were able to help him work through that. And we actually worked with our CPA and CPA wrote this abatement letter to the IRS. And we were able to help him not have to pay that, Mm -hmm. that, um, that tax or that fee. So that was that penalty. So that was good, but no, fortunately we don't see it because that's what we do. We help our clients ensure that they are taking proper distributions at the right time so that they don't incur those fees. But if someone has incurred that fee or will incur that fee, you know, having it cut in half uh, is a good place to start. So I do uh, appreciate that about this bill is that, you know, it's going to take that fee down because there are some honest mistakes out there that uh, I feel like that this uh, that this was taking advantage of folks before uh, this bill would, would come into play. Absolutely. It seems like timing is everything when it comes to a lot of these elements. Jay and Brittany Hagee, they they truly understand and they love it. They love helping. You can give them a call 800-971-4549 or online at allonexchange.com. So what's the next point to look out for? So from what I'm seeing, the whole bill, just as the first SECURE Act was, is really set up to encourage folks, the everyday American citizen, to save more for retirement. So a part of that bill uh, really gives incentives for contributing to retirement accounts. So employers are currently prohibited from uh, financial incentives aside from being able to match funds to encourage their workers to actually contribute to a 401k. But this bill would actually allow for an employer to say, give a gift card or um, some kind of a, some kind incentive. of incentive yeah. outside of just matching funds to say, Hey, you should think about saving for retirement and I'm going to incentivize you to do so. So that's a really big deal. in this bill is that employers would be allowed to uh, entice their employees to contribute to a 401k well, plan. And to kind of tag on to that, employers would also be required to automatically mm-hmm. enroll all eligible workers into their 401k or 403b plan at a 3% contribution rate from from the individual mm-hmm. salary. So obviously that's you can still opt in or opt out or increase or decrease that as as the employee you have that option, but the auto enroll would be from would the be employer new. side. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so a big yeah. one. that's a big that's another bonus. So this seems to be favoring people like me, just everybody. It, it's really, it actually is. It's really to encourage the everyday American to save for retirement because, you know, we see that there's less and less folks saving and planning for retirement. I mean, you know, some of it's unavoidable with inflation where it's at and the cost of living higher, but this is really to uh, push for 
that for not only the employee, but the employer to get involved in that. Yeah. Speaking to the employer employee situation, here's another one. When you're talking about um, employer matching the funds that Mm -hmm. you contribute into your retirement accounts. So there are some individuals who do not contribute to their retirement accounts because they are still paying off a student loan debt. And so what this, this bill would actually do would be allow the employer to still match contributions into an employee's 401k or 403b but they would match not what the employee was putting into their retirement accounts but they would match what the employee is paying down on their student loans how cool is that whoa so that that's a pretty big incentive as well that is a wonderful incentive for people that feel just up to their they're up to their eyeballs in student loan debt and Absolutely. that's a light at the end of the tunnel plenty of people out there have those debts but like these are just a few of the incentives that we've seen in the bill and that we know we can barely scratch the surface um but the question is will it be enough um and so we have a we have a clip we want you guys to hear from bernadette geis um that that looks at will this bill be enough we have roughly 45 million Americans that are going to retire in the next 10 years, and the median savings is $120,000, which would equate to $1,000 a month over a 15-year period. So with life ex- expectancies being well beyond 15 years and the you know, rising costs of health care and other retirement needs, $1,000 a month simply isn't going to be sufficient. Wow. <laughs> Did you catch any of those numbers right there? A thousand dollars a month is what the majority of Americans have saved for retirement. If you live past the fifteen-year mark on a median American, then then you know you're not going to have any money to live on. But if you uh, in retirement, so if you're retired longer than fifteen years, most folks don't have enough to cover any longer of a thousand dollars a month. So Enter Secure Act two point absolutely. Yeah. That's why Congress is saying. We've got to do something to encourage and entice people to save for retirement because this is a huge problem that's going to be facing us in the next decade, in the next two decades, in the next three decades, if we don't entice employees and employers to contribute to these funds. And to that point, there there's a lot of b- potential benefit for the average Joe in this bill, but there are also some pieces of this uh, act that are designed to, of course, as you can imagine, generate revenue for the government. One of those, um, one of those ways that the, the government is trying to generate that revenue is by more Roth contributions. So currently, simple and SEP IRAs are not allowed to accept Roth contributions from employees. Now, the Secure 2.0 would change that so that all 401ks, 403bs, 457s, uh, all of those accounts could then readily accept uh, contributions. Which I think, you know, obviously it's a it's a tax benefit for the government now. But ultimately, if you have a SEP IRA and you're a small employee uh, business owner, then you can actually put about 25% of what you pay yourself into a SEP IRA. Now, if that, it can also be a Roth. You're talking about yeah. over a 10-year window. Man, that's, huge. that's tax-free when you get into retirement. So that's a huge benefit for the average person, actually. Yeah. 
it works both ways. It actually could benefit the government mm-hmm. currently because they're generating more tax revenue right now, but also allowing more benefit for us as for the consumer. tax-free income. Yeah, tax-free income in retirement. I mean, that's that's a win. Keep in mind, Secure 2.0 still needs to pass the Senate. It's, as we said, it it's already passed through the House. Yeah, and it, it probably will be. I'm sure there's going to be some changes. Um, I think there's three provisions and, and proposals of the bill right now. So there's three different uh, stipulations that it's got to pass before uh, final approval. Yeah, so there's there's potential for some major changes, even from what we've discussed today. But it is it is assumed that this will probably pass pretty easily. Um, but again, the details will guess we'll just have to wait and find out kind of where they land on that. But it's good to know where where we're headed and the potential changes that are are probably ahead. And especially if you're near or in retirement right now, it's it's really good to meet with someone like us to to go over these things because someone that's on top of changing laws and change tax laws. Um, and what's that look like with my financial plan? That's why we want to invite you to call in now and, and go ahead and set up an appointment with us. So that way we can take a look, not just at how things are now, but how things will be. And that's what planning does. And that's what's going to give you the peace of mind uh, as we go forward to make sure that you can reach your financial goals of financial security. And that number is 800-971-4549. 800-971-4549. Or online at alonexchange.com. You can call in and set up a no cost, no obligation conversation with Brittany and Jay Hagee of Alon Planning Partners. Brittany and Jay are true teachers who want to help you understand the ins and outs of this sometimes complicated financial world. So take advantage of this opportunity. Give them a call 800-971-4549 or online alonplanning.com and click that button. Brittany, what's coming up next? Experience is a great teacher and we want to be wise and learn from the mistakes and experiences of others. (laughs) When we come back, we're going to dissect some famous and not so famous quotes as they relate to financial planning. Exchange with Brittany and Jay Hagee of Allen Planning Partners. You can give them a call 800-971-4549 or go online to allenexchange.com if you have any questions at all. Brittany, Jay, we're about to tackle some some of your favorite quotes as they pertain to planning for retirement. Yeah. As we talked about before uh, in the teaser, we, we want to learn from the wisdom and advice and even mistakes of other individuals. And, and that's what we want to do. Kind of talk through what do these quotes mean? How can we learn from them and how does it apply to us? So here's the first one. It's by Jim Rogers who is the co-founder of Quantum Fund. He says, bottoms in the investment world don't end with four-year lows. They end with 10 or 15-year lows. And that's true. Uh, You know, that used to not be the case. Most of the time when we were looking at economic cycles, it was like, well, you can uh, really reliably look at a four-year cycle on a bear market. And bear markets weren't as devastating because the bull markets didn't carry the stocks to really nose-bleeding high, 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 high Mm -hmm. heights, right? Um, but now, uh, in efforts all along the way to prolong economic growth, and we want to see growth, 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 
um, now it sets the stage for really big setbacks. And that's why Jim in his quote says, it's no longer four-year lows we're looking for. We're looking 10 to 15-year lows when we hit a bear market. Um, and that's true. We've seen that all along the way. Uh, in simplest terms, bear markets hurt a lot. Um, investors must plan accordingly, uh, especially if you're in or near retirement uh, and we're due for a bear market you better have a plan in place. And so that's what Jim was talking about because we're not looking just to wipe away four years worth of gains. We're looking to talk uh, about wiping away 10 to 15 years worth of gains. And we don't have that kind of time. Which left. obviously is that where we, that's where we find ourselves right now. Mm -hmm. we're, we're in this bear market now and experiencing that. So, so we need to have a plan. That's it. That's it. So step um, one, have, have a plan. That's right. That's what that quote's saying. Okay. Definitely. Have, have a plan it. for a bear market, mm -hmm. which we're entering. Another one has to do with individuals who may look at investing more as entertainment. So this is by a famed economist, Paul Samuelson. It says, investing should be more like watching paint dry or watching grass grow. If you want excitement, take 800 bucks and go to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of hand in hand with that is Warren Buffett's quote, this, the, where he says, the stock market is designed to transfer money from the active to the patient patience is a virtue there are no get rich quick schemes That's here right. it's it takes time invest and hold buy and hold um it it takes time to produce the, the results you want to see so it's kind of comical it should be wow. more like watching paint dry or watching grass grow which sounds really boring right. i know but, yeah. but that's what investing is about yeah it's about planting seeds that grow tomorrow's fruit uh, think, think about farmers. Yeah, think absolutely. about farmers. You, you can't plant a seed and expect immediately the next day there to be a full grown apple tree. Yeah. It takes time. The rain, it rain has to come. The ground has to be tilled. It has to be watered. All of these has to be fertilized. All these things have to occur for the investment to produce. You know, and that's really it's our true. psyche, right, though, because the the average American, we grew up in this microwave society. The, so I want it everything's now. quick. I want it all. And <laughs> I, want I want it, it all. I want it now. Yeah. It's my money. And yeah, I, I want it now. Yeah, this is the problem. Too many traders treat owning stocks as a form of entertainment under the guise of wealth building. <sighs> it's okay if you have like a chunk of money that, hey, I'm going to, this is kind of my play money. If I lose it, then I lose it. It's not going to make or break me. That's different than taking a lump sum that you've saved for a down payment on a house or towards retirement or something like that and you're investing it in these ways because like all other forms of entertainment this approach tends to consume your dollars rather than to actually grow your money and right. that's what you don't want to do and that's you, called a lottery ticket right that's the uh, house always folks, wins yeah folks should not look at one win if you scratch and peel a lottery ticket and win one time you shouldn't take all that money and put it back in the lottery tickets. It's probably going to go right back to them, right? It's kind of the same way. Yeah, if you if you jumped on a stock and caught a 40% gain and, man, you're really happy about it, I'm going to take more money and all my money and put it in there and get that 40% gain. That's how you lose, right? Um, and so it, it can be, like like he said, go to Vegas and spend $800. Don't, don't do that with your wealth building uh, potential. And so I tell folks all the time, it's not trading we're doing. We're doing investing. Uh, it's not lottery ticket uh, that we're buying. We're, we're investing. We're planting seeds. We're growing crops, as Brittany said earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, it takes time, energy, and effort to plan. There is no get-rich-quick scheme mm -hmm. here. 
Um, and so that's that's a really good quote for folks to, to say, you know, that's true, because in this society, especially with COVID, like you said, more people using these online apps just to trade, day trade. Um, everybody thinks they're a hedge fund manager now. It, it's <laughs> and, so uh, true. Yeah. And I can't borrow yeah, money and from I've seen you people guys. Get in trouble. No, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you won't be borrowing my money for that. Um, but 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 regardless, uh, you know, folks need to realize it's okay if that's a, if that's a portion of your entertainment. You want to spend your lunch money for the next couple of days Investing, on that and, and trading, trading and playing and fun. But your wealth building potential and in your retirement fund should not be looked at that way. Give them a call. If you have any questions, you can give them a call 800-971-4549. You can go online to allonplanning.com. Click the button that says continue the conversation and you can schedule a sit down consultation. No cost, no obligation whatsoever at your convenience. And yeah, Chrissy, that's something that I wish we saw more of in our schools was you know, those types of courses for even high school students, how to create a budget, mm-hmm. um, you know, how, how to save for something, how basics of how investing. To pay taxes. Yeah, how to pay <laughs> taxes. Save on taxes. Yes. Basics of investing, you know, uh, just very general conceptual topics that, hey, we need to know <laughs> because all of us are left to figure it out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And as you said, that's where we come in. That's what we love to do. So back to these quotes here. Um, here's another one. Um, go for a business that any idiot can run because sooner or later, any idiot probably is going to run it. Now this, this speaks to the leadership factor of companies. So, uh, you know, some people find themselves falling prey to the biggest pitfall of investing in a company because they have this celebrity CEO. So for example, are you investing in Tesla? Are you investing in Elon Musk? Are you investing in Facebook, the world's most lucrative social networking platform? Or are you investing in the innocence of presumable innocence, I should say, maybe of Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg? You know, uh, consider how a major leadership change in a company that you own stock in, how that leadership change Mm -hmm. could could impact your portfolio. I mean, you don't have to look too far to find an example of that. I mean, think about what happened with GE. General Electric was never the same once Jack Welch retired back in 2001. It changed the company. It, it changed the value of their stock. And that's just something to, to kind of watch out for as you're you know, picking and choosing what to invest in. Yeah. Make sure you're investing in the company and the product and the service and not just, uh, the the quote of the day by the by the yeah, celebrity or the, CEO. Yeah, celebrity CEO. Yeah, not investing in that mm-hmm. one individual. Because, because it's trendy oof. or because That's it's right. yeah. You don't well, it's want- risky. Yeah, it turns out to be extremely risky when we operate that way. You can do it. It's just comes with a risk. Yeah. And uh to kind of to round things out, one of my favorite quotes here, and this is another Warren Buffett quote. So Chrissy, you're gonna remember this yes. one. Uh it's it's investing is simple, but it's not easy, right? Uh, it's simple because in the whole world of investing, there's only five asset classes. Um, and most folks know what those are. I mean, you, you could probably name them, Chrissy. Do you know, you want to take a guess at a couple asset classes? I could invest in stocks. I could Mm have in, uh, bonds. That's right. I got two of them. Let me go ahead and help you out. So you got stocks and bonds, which that's two. two. That's better than a lot of people talk, start with, right? Then you have cash, which actual cash money is an asset class. Cash rules everything around us. 
cash is king or cash is trash, depending on what segment <laughs> the environment. we're on. That's right. Uh, so, so you got stocks, bonds, cash. You have real estate, which all of us own uh, either a home or have owned a home or you have real estate as an investment. Um, and then you have commodities, which are things like gold and oil and silver and wheat and things like that. So those are the only five asset classes, no matter if you have a mutual fund, a CD, like you talked about, um, uh, um, an ETF, an exchange traded fund, annuities, anything that you may have as a vehicle for investing are made up of those five things. So Warren Buffett says, hey, investing simple, you can only use these five things. But the end of the quote says investing is simple, but it's not easy. And there's a there's a lot of reasons it's not easy, right? The timing that you go into each of these asset classes, how much of each asset class that you hold, when to hold, when to sell, when to hold into cash, like which vehicle that you utilize at which portion of time. That's why you need to sit down with someone who's understanding a financial plan. That's why we do this for our clients. That's why we we, we love making uh, investing simple and easy for them by showing them how they should position their funds to hit their financial goals. And so we, we want to continue that conversation and uh, share some more quotes with you if you come sit down uh, with us that we would love to, to help educate you on. So if you want to come sit down with us, you can call in today and we would love to set an appointment with you to go over your financial dreams. The number is 800-971-4549. The folks at Allen Planning Partners are standing by and they are going to field your call. You can set up that appointment with Brittany and Jay Hagee for a consultation that comes at no cost and no obligation whatsoever to you. So there's really nothing to lose. And Brittany and Jay are going to take your individual circumstances and they're going to help you build a personalized financial roadmap that's going to give you a comprehensive overview of where you're at and then help you figure out how to get where you need to be, where you want to be. So again, 800-971-4549 or online at allonplanning.com. Jay, we've got your favorite segment of the show to close it out. What's coming up next? Absolutely. We're looking at the questions that you guys have called in uh, and asked. And so we're looking forward to answering those when we come back. Exchange with Brittany and Jay Hagee. I'm Chrissy Paradis, your consumer advocate, joined by Brittany and Jay Hagee, who are the owners and together head up the financial planning team at Allon. You can go online to allonplanning.com or you can give them a call at 800-971-4549 if you have any questions at all. And speaking of questions, we have plenty to dive into in terms of listener questions so great you guys you guys ready fire away all right we're going to start with michael in dunlap michael asks hi Brittany and jay my father passed away last month he left his traditional ira to my brother and i i work full-time and i plan to retire in five years my brother retired last year what are the payout options for this money? Well, hey, Michael, uh, thanks for calling in and uh, asking that question. And I'm so sorry that you're walking through uh, this time right now with your family and that your father's passed away. I'm sorry that you're walking through that. I know that it can be a challenging and difficult time uh, just emotionally in and of itself. But also when you're dealing with these 
uh, beneficiary accounts and what that looks like. So I'd be glad to help you with that. Um, the payout options are now that we're in this new era of uh, the SECURE Act, uh, you actually will have to take that traditional IRA that's a beneficiary IRA to you over a 10-year period. So you don't have to take it in year one, two, three, four, et cetera. You can take it all at year 10, or you can take it a little bit at a time. It just has to be depleted out of that account over a 10-year period. So if you're looking to retire in five years, um, it may be worth looking at uh, not taking anything from it until year six and then year six through 10, breaking up that IRA, depending on how much it is and saving yourself uh, taxes because it will be added to your ordinary income tax and you don't want to overextend that. So um, that's the tax planning I, aspect we've been talking about. Uh, and so I would say, and so I would say call back uh, if, if you want me to actually take a look at that and how it's not only what the best payout options are, but how it's allocated and if it's working the best for your scenario, um, just call back in and, and schedule that appointment and we'd love to sit down with you. But, but I would say just so that you're uh, understanding it correctly, you do have 10 years in order to take that payout. Uh, but it does have to be depleted after that 10 years. It's when you take it, it's going to matter as far as a tax planning uh, goes. Yeah, it's not handled like, uh, you know, RMDs where you have to take a certain percentage out every year. It used to be. Yeah, it used to be, but it's not that way now. So you don't have a, a, a quota that you have to meet every year to withdraw, you know, or you'll receive penalty or something. Like Jay said, it's just you've got to deplete the account by the end of year 10. You can call Jay and Brittany as well. That number and schedule a sit down and discuss your circumstances with the team at Allon. We are going to Chattanooga to talk to Jennifer next. Jennifer says, I am 64 years old. I was forced into early retirement because of COVID-19. I was planning to work until my full retirement age and my plan was in place to get me there. How can I readjust my plan to make sure I've got what I need going through retirement? Ooh, Jennifer, you know, a lot of individuals find themselves in a similar situation as you. Many people had to adjust their financial plan because of COVID. Uh, You know, jobs were lost or many jobs that could not go remote, you know, that had to just be non-existent anymore or they had to really change how they were doing and laid off many of their employees because of it. So you are one of many who were impacted in that way. And I'm Mm -hmm. sorry that that's where you find yourself. But the good news is, is you can always make adjustments. Um, And I know that's specifically your question, how to do that. Well, there's a specific way to do that uh, by sitting down uh, with a financial advisor, just like us, somebody who can help you actually put a, um, that take the plan that you have, that you have to really be able to, again, look at it differently, take, take it, take a look at it from a different perspective and uh, find ways to get you to meet your goals that may look a little different than they did three or four years ago. Um, Again, that's one of the things we do is we, we take a look at situations and we want to give you fresh perspective on, okay, this is the traditional way to get there, or this is maybe what you've done in order to get you where you are. But now how do we have to reassess and maybe change course a little bit to get you to where you want to be? So again, as we talked about earlier in the, the, the show today, there is always a solution. We just have to find it. We have to be willing to uh, be open to, you know, 
different avenues that we hadn't thought of before. And um, we certainly would love to sit down with you and, and help you make those necessary adjustments, you know, with regard to your plan, Jennifer. And there may be many of you listeners today who are in this similar situation as Jennifer. You've had a recent job change, maybe because of COVID or maybe because of another another situation. Maybe it was some kind of a, a medical issue you faced or an unexpected move or shift with regard to your family and how it's impacted your work. Uh, you know, a variety of scenarios could have gotten you to, to that position and you find yourself in that place where you have to readjust as well. And, you know, certainly we can do that. We can help you look at your current plan, reassess and help chart a new course to get you to where you need to be or where you want to be. Again, mm -hmm. we, we want to hear from you. <laughs> it's not, Hey, you come with us and we're going to tell you what to do. We're, it's you come to us. We want to listen to you. We want to hear where are you heading? What do you want? What are you looking looking for? What are you working towards? And we just want to help you achieve your goals. We're not going to say you should do this and this and this because this is these, these are our goals for you or this is what we think you should do. If you ask our advice, we certainly will be willing to, to answer those questions. But we want to hear from you. <laughs> we want to have you come down and sit down and us listen, listen to what you have to say and where you are, what you what you want, and really just put a plan in place to help you get there. 800-971-4549. Experience the Allon difference firsthand and schedule that appointment. You could also go online to allonexchange.com. Next up, we are going to Athens where John has a question. John says, hi, Jay. Hi, Brittany. I'm 64 years old, retired, and I have two IRAs. One is a precious metals IRA account and the other a traditional IRA account. Mm. I'd like to remove a portion from either of these IRAs and put it into a Roth IRA account. How would I do this for either IRA? Is it, this, okay. is it the same sort of process as a traditional IRA when it comes to precious metals? So if I'm hearing this correctly, you have two IRAs. One is a precious metals IRA, one's traditional, and you're looking to convert uh, some or a portion of either to a Roth. And that's and that's something we help folks with all the time is Roth conversions, because uh, as we talk about all the time, that's part of tax planning. And so when you do a Roth conversion, you are paying the tax rate today in order to put it in a tax-free bucket for growth tomorrow. So I, I commend you for actually even thinking about that. And with a traditional IRA, it can be a fairly easy process of making that conversion happen. But there is uh, differences with that precious metals IRA. A few uh, more hoops to jump uh, through. Yes. And most folks, when they buy these precious metal IRAs because they heard a commercial or they, you know, oh, I've got to get, the, you know, commodities and that's fine in, in my portfolio. But, but the issue is when you go to take them out or you go to need, need the actual money to spend or you want to do a Roth conversion, you actually have to find a commodities broker, a dealer to actually buy that precious metal from you. Um, and then liquidate it and then send the cash through to your IRA. It's just a couple more steps. Which we in had order this to happen just last week. We yeah. had, well, two weeks ago, I guess. It and was. we've helped people through oh, those wow. scenarios. Right. It's not something I would recommend you do um, as far as going and, and purchasing one outright right now. But but we can help you if you're in this situation. Uh, I would not do this alone, uh, John. I, I would not uh, try to try to navigate these waters on your own because it is a lengthy process and you have to have someone help navigate you that's been there before and understands how to do these conversions and how to get you in a better financial situation. Um, so call back in, uh, 
uh, if you haven't already, you may have already set an appointment. Um, I look forward to, to connecting with you uh, if that's the case. And I'd be glad to show you, hey, here's your traditional IRA and how you make that a Roth conversion. Uh, here's your precious metal IRA. Here's what we would have to walk through to make a Roth conversion with this account and uh, kind of go through what would be best for you in this stage. We've got time for Al in Chattanooga. He says he's 61. He's planning on working until he's 67. His okay. question is about buying during dips in the market and wants to know, does it matter mm. which type of funds that you purchase, whether they're stocks, bonds, stocks and bonds, or other types of funds? Because he's worried of a okay. market drop and doesn't want sure. to sustain any losses. Well, and, and buying through uh, market dips can be... Uh, uh, challenging. And so I understand why he's asking this question. If you're five or six years out from retirement, uh, you're wanting to minimize the loss, but you're also wanting to say, hey, I've watched this cycle play out a few times and I know that what goes down must come up and what goes up must come down. You know, this is kind of the, the cycle that we're in. Um, my issue there would be don't try to time the perfect bottom. Um, is that we need a dollar cost average uh, as as we're walking forward in this. If you're going looking to buy more stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, whatever it may be, um, is that there's a plan in place for you to do so is the most important thing because what you don't want to do is have a feeling or I just this is uh, it's dipped really low. This is it, and then go all in at once, and then it goes down another 10% tomorrow, right? Um, that's not the emotional roller coaster you want to you want to drive. And so whether you buy stocks or bonds or what types of funds that you buy is not the real question that I would be asking there. I would be asking, what does my plan say? How does it dictate? How much cash do I have on the sideline to put to work for me? And how can I dollar cost average into the stock market during these cycles. So, you know, that's where us as a, fine, a fiduciary financial planning team would sit down with you, Al, and, and walk you through, here's your, here's your situation. If you're 61, you want to retire at 67, here's the buckets of funds that you have, and here's what we need to do um, in each uh, circumstance or each situation to get you to that goal. And here's the dollar cost averaging, and here's the types of uh, funds that we would look at helping you buy. All of that is uh, is part of the planning process. So, so great question. Um, but I would say if you've got a certain nest egg on the sideline that you want to put to work for you still at this stage in the ballgame, to do it a little bit at a time to dollar cost average. And that number is 800-971-4549 to sit down and have that candid conversation about your retirement plan. When you connect with us, you're going to receive that comprehensive financial review. It's going to show you where you're at now, but more importantly, it's going to give you a roadmap to where you need to be. We look forward to seeing you again, same time, same place next week. Until then, for Jay and Brittany Hagee and the Allon Planning team, thank you so much for listening. And to all the dads out there, happy Father's Day weekend. Hope you enjoy it. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, and SEC-registered investment advisor. Allon Planning Partners is not affiliated with Foundations Investment Advisors. This is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of Foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific investment opportunity offering or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Any mention of rates 
and guarantees provided by insurance products and annuities are subject to the financial strength of the issuing insurance company, not guaranteed by any bank or the FDIC. Each individual investor situation is different and any ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it's properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with a tax professional. All rights reserved.